welcome adventurers. Here's what happened last time on the Incorrigible Party. Retrieving the scroll of sending from Jacqueline, Falzern contacts Keros, his triton friend, receiving a response about Kralakina's escape from his prison on the elemental plane of water, and confirmation that the triton forces are on their way. Falzern also contacts Isabella using his scabulet. Elder Izzy requests an audience with the young wizard and the rest of the party, beckoning them to join her at the keep. Once there, the party is ushered into the Great Hall by Isabella's bodyguards, where they see that Izzy is back to her old ways, creating flesh golems from severed body parts. And now, on with the show. I walk in about uh, 30 feet into the room where I'm about uh, 15 feet away from these golems on the table. And just going to walk in very uh, uh, confident, sort of look around the room and go, uh, Hey, Izzy, what's happening? Hello, Shaft. It's been so long. Yeah, it has been a while. Looks like, uh... Looks like you got a nicer setup this time. Oh, yes, you enjoy the lavishness of the keep now under my control. I did spruce the place up a little bit, didn't I? Well, it's not as nice of a party as last time I was in here, but... But, uh, looks like you're, uh, doing a pretty good job. But we do have a bit of an issue outside of... Do you hear the rumble? Oh, yes. I'm well aware of the issue at hand. What? Any plans? Yeah, what, what's the plan, Isabella? How do you plan to to deal with this siege on the city? You see the, the three humans in the robes, uh, they turn to Isabella, and she just kind of waves a hand to them, dismissing them, and they begin to file out of the room. Why, yes, I certainly do have a plan, she motions to the flesh golems laying on the tables. And this factors into it. I did have quite the conversation with my sister a few hours ago. Clearly, shortly before her untimely, depending on your point of view, death. She had a lot to say. She was quite angry at me for sending Falzer after her way back in Pisces. But I was able to, to calm her down. <laughs> oh, poor Erica. The youngest of us, so naive. And she came around to being cooperative with me, speaking to her through this wondrous safety shell that keeps us all bundled up tight. And I learned quite a bit about many of you. She, you know, her eyes kind of flit across all of you. Now tell me, I, I assume you all have interests in keeping the island afloat? Of course oh, we yes, do. yes, absolutely. Meh. This is my home, Isabella. Shaft's remark makes her chuckle. Oh, I did tell Erica that she went after the wrong brother. <laughs> you have such more tenacity than Danzig. Spunk. We call it spunk. Ah, a new word from my repertoire, I assure you. I assume that many of you, and she looks directly at Shaft, 
Brett would like to maybe get off the island. At my earliest convenience, yes. We have some things you, to do first. Do you have a way? First. I can certainly offer you passage. She motions to the wooden frame embedded into the stone. Back to the mainland. Should we be able to work out some arrangement? So I think I may need your help to pull off this plan. I, I look back at the rest of them and I sort of say, I don't think any of us really mind what you're doing here. It's You're the elder, right? Uh, you're the one in charge. Uh, let's let's what, We'll help you out however we can, especially if you can get us back to the mainland. What are your plans with these creatures? Well, we'll be using them to take down the ships. But how? Like, just swimming them out there? <laughs> oh, Mia. No, of course not. There's a way, of course. A way in which you may be able to aid me. Along with my newest disciples. What do we gotta do? Well, all you need to do is get onto one of the ships. Activate the item that I will give you to carry and we'll be able to teleport forces onto them. Destroy them from the inside. What kind of item are you talking about? And she, you see her raise her voice. Oh, Echo, Tulsa, Tulsa, please, please come back in. And those three figures, these siblings, they walk back in. The three then they enter, re-enter the Great Hall. They're each carrying what looks like a, a wooden pyramid in their hands. The side of the square bases are about six inches long. You know, the point of the, the pyramid standing uh, about as tall. With these items, you simply need to activate them. They'll open a portal directly to the hall here. I'll send my golems and Tinderman's toy soldiers through to destroy the ships from within. Of course, there are only three of these portals, and by all accounts, many more of the ships. So I, I don't have entirely high hopes that we'll be able to get rid of them all, but you only need to buy me some time. What comes then? Yes, what are we buying time for, Isabella? Well, we'll have to deactivate the safety shell and then Titterman can tinker in the way that he does. Titterman assures me that he can change the anchors that support the safety shell to a weapon of sorts that I'll be able to use to defeat the remaining ships. Easy enough, right guys? We can do that. Would the anchor points be destroyed, then? I certainly hope not. I'm sure Tenement knows what he's doing. I look at Shakara and sort of give her a, a, a sort of a, a stare and go, all we gotta do is get these things on the boat, and then we can get out of I here. I completely ignore and Shaft. I give her Isabella, a wink. how can we be sure that these portals do what they say they do? They only open portals from you to the boats, or to the pyramids. Why would I give them to you to do anything else. Portals are very dangerous. I'm I'm just worried. Perhaps they're dangerous for someone of your power wielding them, but I assure you I'm quite proficient. And we're not here to start a fight with anybody. We're here to help. 
Isabella. Right? Do you have any idea what Eric was doing with the doppelgangers of us? Do you know what her plans no. are? No. She told me many things, but she didn't mention any doppelgangers. Did Erica happen to mention Kralakina? Well, actually, yes. And Izzy focuses on Mia. She told me a great deal about the relationship between Kralakina and Miss Brightwood here. Do go on. <laughs> well, I surely would love to offer you some information, but do we have a deal? Is our business concluded? Will you aid myself and the triplets? I I think this is not a bad plan, um, if I'm being honest. Can we go I'm meet in. privately for just a second? Certainly, Mia. I, I have no problem with us talking things over for a moment before we make a decision. That's the least you can you can grant us, I would assume, Isabella, is a moment to discuss. Of course, of course. Uh, it is a lot to take in. Uh, but before you do, perhaps added to the conversation, Fozzie, I, I believe you're off the hook. I don't need... You've done your end. I assume the lot of you had a hand in defeating my sister. There's no need for your services anymore. That does, of course, still leave a vacant spot as she turns to Shakara. Shakara, you have become quite adept in some of your new abilities, showing much more proficiency than Falzer ever did. Shakara just smiles at that. Perhaps it is you I should be courting. I have an allegiance with one already. Oh, yes. I'm well aware of your connection to Dendar. I do not desire anything more. Oh? So if the great serpent mother herself were to appear before you, offering you more power, you decline? That is not what I meant. I do not desire another relationship. Oh, no, no, no. I think you're mistaken. You're already in this relationship, as she, you know, points between you and herself. Do you really think that a primordial being, such as Dendar, the Serpent Mother, would contact someone like you directly? In fact, it's all a being of my abilities can do to garner favor. I assure you it is I that has bestowed you with these powers. And you see her just raise a finger and curls it towards herself, and Sparky flits off of your shoulder, flies over to Isabella to rest on hers. And oh. she gives it a little scritch under its uh, jaw. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was hoping you weren't. But I just knew it. I didn't. I didn't know it. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, this is yeah, yeah. Good role play. Um, don't, don't break okay, it. Okay, so guys, come over here. Come over here. Come on. Uh, <laughs> uh, just, a, just a second. We have to. F Listen. Give me a second to process this for a second. You are the one sending me the visions. Yes. 
quite frankly, I, I will say, by a certain number of degrees of separation, you have been given gifts from Dendar. Just Dendar is unaware of you or your, your existence, the lot of you, quite frankly. Your friend Campbell, him too, I'm afraid. Uh, I will tell you, I'm not sure when you spoke to him last, but his abilities are also coming along quite nicely. He has not rebuked any of my gifts at all, much like yourself. Do not harm Campbell. Now, now, no need to flare tempers while you yourself wielding this power given to you quite quite adeptly. Falzerin, I have my hooks maybe a little deeper into him. And she snaps her fingers and falls her in your scabulate in your chest again, that familiar radiating pain across your body, this the the veins in your skin turning this greenish blue, and your hit point maximum is reduced by five. You leave him alone! And I'll take a couple steps closer to her, to uh, Isabella. <sighs> you will not hurt Falzerin! No, 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 no. I, I quite enjoy having Mr. Alves around. He's a wonderful plaything. Again, though, I, I do not wish to her- harm him. I, I wish for you to join me. Be the third sister. You have certainly harmed me already, and you continue to do so. Oh, Falzerin, you are like a cockroach. Impossible to kill. You'll be fine. And she gives a little motion with her fingers, and Sparky takes flight from her shoulders back to yours, Shakara. And I will rub Sparky. Kind of like she did, but, like, differently. To to reassure myself that he is mine, even though Mm -hmm. he's very clearly not. I look over to Shakara, and I kind of look like I've seen a ghost. I am in awe and shock. At, at, at this revelation. Please, have your private conversation. <laughs> I mean, it's not like there are pressing issues going on right now. Uh, I'm just going to turn around the others and say, I believe we have some boats to take care of. Yeah. Finally! I I think so, and we, we should go in pairs. Two of us can take each pyramid. Oh, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> not necessary. The four of you can operate as a unit, as my disciples will handle the other two. Okay, so you want us to go on the ship and take people out ourselves, like, no flesh golems? Okay. No, 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 you, you misunderstand, Miss Brightwood. I thought the Brightwoods were a little smarter. It does, though, make sense with your lineage. <laughs> I'm understanding now where you get some of your attributes from. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> As, oh, oh, uh, the information. I did promise a bit of it. It appears that Kralakina is, in fact, your father, Mia. I I believe you may know him by a a different name, though. Talos, I think, my sister said. Uh, It is of little consequence to me, quite frankly. Did not see that one coming. I walk (sighs) up. I'm, I'm, I'm looking back at these two. Shakara and Mia, and I glance over at uh, Falzrin. I walk over to Eckle and go, Give me the box. 
he doesn't hand it to you until Isabella, of course, nods, and he will hand you over the wooden pyramid. Okay. Now, there is, of course, the small matter of getting my golems operational. If you would like to take that moment in private, still, go ahead. Uh, I do have some of my business to conduct yet. Should you want to stay and watch, you can do that as well. I walk back over to the middle of them and go, I don't want to know. And I look at Shakara and I look at Mia. I really don't want to know. And I look at Falzer and I go, I know. Let's get the hell out of here and get these things on the boat. Get the other two. Or we, we only we got it right here. Let's go. She just said we have to wait for the flesh golems to be ready. We got to get to the boats. What is it you're intending to use to animate these flesh golems, Isabella? Oh, well, I'm sure this setup looks quite familiar to mm-hmm. you, Mr. Arms. It certainly does. Yes, and, and since our little tete-a-tete so long ago, I've made some improvements. And from, like, under the podium, she pulls out this a book. It's very clearly a man, the manual of golems. It was very kind of you to make sure that this was quite easy to access. (laughs) Although I will say procuring it took quite a bit of... Haggling? (laughs) (laughs) Convincing. (laughs) And she motions again to Echol, whereas Hulsa and Tulsa still stand there holding their own pyramids. Echol walks up to the table with the bindings attached to it and gets in as Isabella starts to strap him up. Falls her in kind of shudders and cringes. And Eccles, first time you've heard him speak, in service of thee, in name of good, I offer myself to you. Echo yells. And Isabella traces a finger down his cheek, smiling at her disciple. Eckle, my dear, your devotion means everything to me. She bends down to pick up that loose tubule with the dagger-like ending and plunges it into Eckle's chest. Stepping back to the podium, she manipulates some dials and levers on it. Green pulses begin to flow down it, down the wire connecting Eckle to the podium. Little orbs, little pulses of light. And like drops of water filling a bucket, they begin to fill the podium as the bottom of it begins to glow as well. The the level of the light begins to slowly rise. And as it does, Echol seems as if he begins to empty. His body starts to shrivel before your eyes, beginning to like to de- desiccate. The skin on his face is, is pulled taut against his features, his cheeks becoming gaunt, cheekbones becoming prominent, as he just begins to wither as the life force is sucked out of him. This is this is disgusting. This You're is inhumane. Killing I, him. I can't watch this. Let let's go ahead with this plan and get out of here. Yeah, I don't I don't think we need to stick around or we're gonna be on the table. Isabella, is there no other way? What, do you know a way to 
Raise this many golems at once? We are in dire need. Echo knew what he was agreeing to. Shakara. This is so wrong. There are greater evils at, at play here. We we need to just leave. Greater evils? I whisper. I know. I know it's awful. Isabella flicks some more levers and twists some more dials, and the ten wires connected to the golems begin to pulse with the light as well, sending them to the base of the, the spine of each of the golems. And seemingly much more quicker than those that witnessed this before. I guess it really only falls around in shaft. Mm-hmm. The process it be, seems much more quick. And, you know, the, the, the stitching, again, begins to tighten in form as they, begun, they be, begin to offer some structure to these golems as they begin to twitch and move on the tables. Uh, Halsa and Tulsa could accompany you to the edge of the island. They know what they must do. I will have the safety shell dropped. And Tinnerman can get to work. Sounds good. So I think we uh, have to get ourselves on the ships and then open the portals and then they'll. Yes, yeah, so basically, all you. She's expecting you to get on one of these ships. You just activate this wooden pyramid. It connects from the pyramid to her portal in the Great Hall, and she can send reinforcements through it into the ship itself to kill what's in there and take and sink the ships. So I start to walk out and I turn around to Izzy and I go, Hey, Izzy, you and I have always been on the on the level, right? Oh, yes, I, I quite enjoy your candor, Shaft. So, just to be clear, we go do this. I go into the, the mirror here. I get back to the mainland. And we're square. There are many points of exit on the mainland that this portal can connect you to. Absolutely. Sure, but you and I... We're square, right? Oh, yes. Once the city is secure, I really have no further need for you. Perfect. And uh, I look up at Falzer and I poke him on the chest and I go, Do you need that thing anymore either? I think perhaps for now I'll leave it where it is. Ah, so when we get back, though, you can pop that thing off. It could be arranged, yes. Uh, and Shakara, of course, that offer still stands. Please, take a bit of time to think it over. We have much to discuss, I believe. Oh, yes. Mia Let's go. is just standing there watching this life force go into these flesh golems and is just very, very deep in thought about what she is. Is she good? Or is she destined to be evil? Like, nature, nurture, what's happening? That's if you even believe what Isabella is saying. I don't know, but I think she's she's ready to suck up that information and take it as, as true for right now. Because she had read in the, in the gods and their machinations about Talena and Talos having a relationship, being banned by Thor. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, she's shaking. She shooketh. I'm walking out the door. Is is Holsa and Tulsa or whatever coming along with us? They will, yes. Okay. All right. So you exit the keep. And Holsa and Tulsa, they turn west. As, again, you're, you're, remember the keep is in the northwesternmost part of the island. 
And you know on just really the other side of the wall is that five-foot ledge that you had precariously walked down. And staying within the grounds, Hulsa and Tulsa, they move towards that wall, carrying their wooden pyramids. They get to the wall and they stop and wait for the safety shell to come down. What are the four of you doing? I'm going to say, you know, we could have a chat about this, but, you know, and I poke Falzer's chest one more time and go, <laughs> anybody could be listening. You have a good point, Shaft. I, I'm not sure I am fully confident about what abilities this thing has. Well, there's a reason they're still on there. Do not forget. And I reach up to pet Sparky. Yes, indeed, Shakara. I just remember what what your Triton friend said about opening portals for Kralakina. Like, just portals are freaking me out right now. Yes, I understand what you're thinking, Mia, but I really don't think that Isabella has anything to do with Kralakina. She seems to know an awful lot about him. I, I look over at uh, Mia and I go, I think... Isabella is on the up and up here, and I sort of give her a bit of a wink and go, I think we should trust her and just do what she's asking. She is helping. I'll do what she's asking, but I will not trust her. <laughs> you missed the wink. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like me to me. I like it. I'm going to, yeah, look up at the, the dome and, and look over. What does Holsta and Tolsta look like? So they have, like, short, like, it's almost like if someone has taken a dagger and hacked hair, like, hacked their hair down to very short uh, black hair. They have, like, this widow's peak at their brow line. And they look very plain. I mean, their their robes are a similar gray to what, like, Isabella and her bodyguards wear. But other than that, it doesn't seem to have any, like, distinguishing features or anything. Okay, I'll say, so, where are you guys from? Hulsa. Not that you would know, I suppose. Turns <laughs> to you. Just kind of gives you a, a look. like Almost like a, like a deadpan stare. And then turns back to the wall waiting for the shell to drop. What? Everybody comes from somewhere. Chatty lad. I mean, something led you, something led you to this place at, at this... I, I mean, what's your story? Hulsa's sister, Tulsa, turns. Clearly Hulsa has no... <laughs> no no desire to speak to you. But Tulsa turns. Isabella Good brings us here. Well, yeah. Yeah, but I mean... What what, what what did you do before this whole thing with Isabella? I mean, I'm, I mean myself, I'm from Dracal. Have you ever been to Dracal? It's a great city. It's, it's really Shaft, awesome. They might be from different people in different places. How long have you known Isabella? Not long. She has been the elder for only a few days. As my siblings and I grew up in Heraklion. Oh. What, uh... Where in Heraklion did you live? What what school? We lived in the Necromancy District. Hmm. Guess I could have guessed that. Mm-hmm. Isabella offers us a different avenue than the former elders were able to. Many of us agree with what she is doing and what she is about. 
What is her end goal? What is she hoping to accomplish here in Heraklion? She simply seeks to save the city. As do we, as she motions to her sister. But but you say that y- you agree with what she has to offer that the former elders did not. What are the specifics of, of what she intends to do? She kind of regards you in your robes. I mean, <laughs> the way you're dressed. Are you from the island? I am. This is this is my home. Then surely you're familiar with Alamar's stickiness when it comes to different types of magic. Well, yes, Alamar and I have have never seen eye to eye. I am interested in learning all types of different magic. As are we. As are many people in Heraklion. You're not the only one that disagreed with Alamar's approach. Now we finally have an elder that will listen to us and is in a position to do something about it. As Alamar is nowhere to be seen in the city's most dire need. Does it not make sense that the Heraklionians would want to follow the one person willing to help them? Well... I think that she has perhaps uh, a good end in mind, but the means, I, I, I don't know. I, sacrificing lives to reanimate these things. But if it has the desired outcome, if it is for the greater good, is one life not worth the entire island? I don't know. I really don't know, Shakara. It just... In my stomach, it doesn't feel right. Echo agreed with that sentiment. Tulsa turns to Shakara. As do we. Our brother knew what he was doing. As Isabella said. It was his choice. It was. Was it not your choice? She looks at Shakara and Falzrin. To take the gifts bestowed upon you? Well, actually, no. I was placed in a situation of more or less life or death. But I do see the point of a person who's willing and understands the consequences that wants to give themselves up for the greater good. I can't say that that was my exact position. Seems to me that a choice between life or death is still a choice. You and I have both said we would give our lives for this island, for the people here. How is his sacrifice any different? This is true, Shakara. I don't know. I I just i am having trouble reconciling the feeling that I have. But you make a valid point. Yeah, it's a real good point, and I agree. I think we should do everything we can to help Isabella. Well, she does seem to have a good plan. Let's, Let's carry on with it. And Tulsa turns back to Shakara. I really do think that once we've successfully accomplished our goal, you should stay with us. There is much to think about and discuss. And she gives you a nod and turns back to the wall with her sister. And very shortly after, the light from the anchor points you see go out are extinguished 
and the safety shell still, again, you, you recall there's still, it retains residual power even when the anchors go down, but it does begin to dim, and the growth now of those infinity vines on the uh, front half of the city, basically, so really, like, you are the furthest away from them that you can be and still be within the city walls, they're now completely shriveled and decayed, black and gray, twisted vines, no longer growing. In fact, the rate at which they've shriveled the, the surface area that they've covered is now significantly decreased as they're just withering without uh, being tended to by the cultists. And you see the twins now, I suppose, no longer twiplet, triplets. <laughs> They each... <laughs> former triplets. Former triplets, yeah. Once a triplet, always a triplet. <laughs> you say them, they kind of uh, step back from each other and begin to wave their hands and mutter an incantation as they summon their... What they're doing is they're, they're conjuring something and on either side of them appear kind of these uh, like snake-like wisps and shakar they immediately are reminiscent of like a serpent like dendar perhaps but they're they look like like kind of these wispy spirits as they kind of coalesce around and they begin to spin and their forms change taking on the look of of a crab and and they begin to swell and grow to the two wow really big like the size of the hydra that you fought down in the rebirthing chamber these hulking crabs they've summoned and they each climb aboard and the crabs you see they reach out and try to touch as they stand 15 feet tall which is the height of the wall the outer wall they touch the poke that the shell the safety shell and you can see that their claws begin to slowly push through as it's not quite like if, if you're walking through air but there is some resistance still to it. But they are able to pass through as they climb up over the wall. There's kind of this moment where there's this awkward perch where these skittering crabs are on top of it, half on top of it, and hanging over the edge. And they just kind of, two of their back legs just give a kick, and they launch themselves with the twins atop them over the edge, down into the sea. Well, how are we going to do that? How far of a drop is it? If you recall from your time on the outside of the wall, when you were originally going to check out the spot that Geneva had pointed you to, to being a potential spot for Alamar to conduct to conduct his uh, lich ritual, there's about five or six hundred feet drop down to the ocean. It is a long way down. Boy. Did Dreg come out with yeah, us? Yeah, he... I was going to ask him a yes, question. Yes, he... Um, <laughs> Dreg, his his face, I mean, despite everything that you've all seen and done the last 24 hours, as you are now finally moving into this new day, despite not getting a long rest, this is the very early morning, his, his face is pale, he appears to be speechless, uh, he's, he's almost like kind of uh, the nervous tick that Sybil had with her wand, he's kind of almost started to develop this wringing of his hands as all of this has been going on, you know, taking in what happened in the Great Hall and now your conversation for the, this conversation about the greater good. He uh, does not know what to make of, of it all. 
Drake, do you really think that your shell can be used as a weapon? I, I, yes, what she says, what Alstoff has told Elder Good is true. He and I, on his construction, debated endlessly about its use. I was always against creating this weapon. I only wanted to protect the city. How are we going to get to those boats? Drag, you do not have to go with us. You can barely stand. It's true, Drag. Yes, I agree, Drag. I don't mean any offense, but... How far can you teleport us? He looks around at all of you. I don't believe any of you look to be in much better shape than myself. I told you down at the port. I'm in this with you. If it means protecting this city, I will continue to aid you, as long as you'll accept my help. I'll put my hand on his shoulder and I'll say, I will always accept your help. I am glad you're coming with us. And he gives you a nod. How are we going to get to these ships, you guys? Can you call the Pegasus? Right. That's right. We have Peggy's. Peggy's! Come, come. <laughs> so if you recall, when you got off the Pegasi, that was literally at the opposite end of the island compared to where you are currently, the very far east, which does contain three of the attacking ships. They're all fine. They're all fine. Well, my point being is, do you want to stay and help or do something with the twins on the west or do you want to go to the east and try to take on a ship on that side of the island oh uh, okay yeah how long would it would it take us to traverse from uh it would take you the better part of an hour across the city okay uh, can the peggies pick us up so they're both going to their boats we have to get to yeah, our Yeah, we kind of have to go to the other side. Boat, right? I say other side. <sighs> yeah, that does make sense. I just like... It's going to take some time, but I don't think it makes sense for all of us to attack one side of this we can't group of ships. call the Pegasus to us and have us have them take us over to the other side? Well, you, you could try to do something like that. You're just going to yell into the air? Hey, Pegasus! <laughs> That's, That's what, what I already, already did! did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that didn't work. It seemed to get their attention when I used Eldritch Blast last time. That <laughs> <laughs> is a good attention and I will. I will that. also remind that the, the, like, the reason to create the teleport points onto the ships, right, is, again, Izzy just said it was to, to buy time to get the weapon operational. So time is time. It's not like, it, yes, it, what is expected of you is simply to put a portal in place to be able to send something through it. There certainly was no... It's not like you have to be there to physically destroy the ship that you were able to board, right? That kind of thing. It's all right. about just yeah. So how come Falzarin can ride a Pegasus, but Shakara can't? Because Shakara has three levels of Warlock, and Falzarin has one. Well, we both had to make a check, didn't we? Mm-mm. You did. Yeah. And oh, I, I thought Falzern didn't have to. Well, yeah, Shakara's no. situation it was more severe than Falzern's, but they both 
needed to get on and make a check. If you recall, when Shigara hopped up on your Pegasus mm-hmm. on your way to the Rising Three, you had to speak to it and calm it down. Yeah. So it would not buck her off. But apparently, I'm Kralakina's spawn, so whatever that but means. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, the Pegasus doesn't balk under you. Thor is my grandpa. That's, I guess that is what it would seem. Yes, that would be the uh, the lineage of the, on the tree. <laughs> well, I should call Grandpa and tell us to tell him to give us Grandpa. a ride. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so calling Peggy didn't work. Let's just keep walking and all. No, no, okay, so, sorry. You yelling into the air to call Pegasus from Pegasus that you last saw miles across the island didn't work. That's what I'm. I know. So I so like we start walking and I'll be like, uh, Herfina. Herafina, and like kind of pray and be like, we we could really use our Pegasuses right now. Can you let them know to come to us? And as you are traversing eastward to the city, you get about to where the Knowledge Center is, and you just see a dozen of the metal men marching, like single file, like stomp, stomp, stomp down the street towards you. And they don't seem to make any notice of you. You see in their heads uh, still blinking that white light and they march right past you in the direction that you were moving away from seemingly towards the keep and mia your call now you you had tried earlier before you took a long rest when you were on your way to the librarian's house and when you when you did so which which you didn't quite at the moment clue into but now that the shell's effects have started to lessen and it is coming down it's almost like that was obviously some type of interference to this prayer that you were putting out there. And you don't audibly get any response, but again, you kind of get like this feeling almost beyond description, but with it like of reassurance. And from the clouds, the storm's still raging above as now some of the rainfall is penetrating the safety shell as well. And uh, once again, falling upon you and the city. The three remaining Pegasi do swoop down and land softly in front of you. All right, guys. Let's go. I guess I go mount one of them. So I cautiously walk up to one and stretch my hand out to pat its mane, and then we'll try to climb aboard. As you touch it, again, it kind of it, it doesn't uh, it doesn't like stir like negatively to your touch. Uh, it kind of gives a soft whinny. But as you touch it, it's like this feeling kind of washes from your hand down to your arm to your chest and that like dull ache that's hasn't quite subsided from when Isabella had drained you again it starts to diminish and almost like it starts to feel better within your chest as you are able to get up onto the Pegasus uh, who would like to go have Dreg go with them does it matter Dreg I think Dreg should probably go with me yeah, it kind of makes sense for me to try to talk Shikara's case on my Pegasus. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> like, Come on, Thor. Mia, may I ride with you? Yes, of course. As the two of you get on, Mia, could you make an animal handling check, please? Of course. You can uh, actually make this one with advantages. I am assuming you are sticking to the same mounts that you have all been getting acquainted with and forming a bond with. 27. That 
is not enough. You both get kicked <laughs> all over the side. Yeah. Plus nine in animal I'm sorry, handling. that's a DC 40. Yeah. Wow, good job. Okay. Yes, more than enough. You're able to all mount your Pegasi again and take flight. Traveling east, obviously, at a much faster pace with their 90-foot fly speed. And as you crest the eastern wall, now getting this bird's-eye view of, of the three ships, you see that they're about, uh, you know, a couple hundred feet apart from each other, you know? So it's not like they're lined up, like, one after the other. So there is quite a bit of distance, which actually amounts to about two to three actual ship lengths mm-hmm. from each other. As you remember, these, these ships are, are nearly 100 feet long themselves. Uh, some of them, like I had described before, that have the tops popped open and cannon fires originating from the deck. One uh, simply has what almost looks like these portholes in the side of them with cannon. The ends of the cannons are, are sticking out of them and barely above the surface of the water and just firing into the side of the island. And now you can see, now that you're moving past it on your uh, flight, your winged horses, the the side of the island, it's just kind of, you know, clearly being chipped away. Um, there's this very clear concavity to it from where the blasts are raining down on it, scorch marks across the stone. And it seems progress is being made, but it is incredibly slow as they are trying to blast through like miles of solid rock. Let's go in high. I look back at Falzrin. Hang on! Alright, so you want to go basically up into the clouds, right above, and then kind of swoop down kind of thing? My question is, who has the pyramid? (laughs) That's a good question. Okay, so Shaft Shaft has it. Is there a way to just swoop down and drop it and be out of there with no landing and fighting type thing? I'm, I'm thinking that's the best plan. I mean, are you are you role playing with me and asking uh, that I question don't know. while we're flying? Hey, Shaft, you have the pyramid, right? Yeah, I got it. Maybe, maybe once we take a dive down, you could just drop it on deck somewhere and take off. I could, but what if somebody picks it up and chucks it off the boat? Oh shoot! I think we got to sneaky, sneaky in and sort of hide it somewhere, then get the hell out of there. I do not know if we can sneak fly in a Pegasus. Yeah, how do we do that? Well, I think we, first off, come in from the opposite side of the way they're looking. They're looking at the island. They're not going to expect anything from the other side. Okay. We're not really in fighting shape, and I mean, this the whole point of the pyramids is that we don't have to fight the people on the ship. Isabella will. Ah! Okay. I understand. That's very smart, Shaft. Is you want to take the Pegasi past these ships as their focus is on the island themselves yeah, and basically yeah, yeah. come up behind the forces yeah. away from where their attention is drawn. I I may be able to help create a bit of a distraction for a time. Okay, what do you have in mind? Well, I have my barking stones. Falls <laughs> are in. Check, drag. <laughs> Drag looks over. You know, he, I imagine Drag has his arms around Shaft's tiny little halfling waist, holding on for two life. He looks, uh, falls or not, I think maybe more than trinkets uh, could be used here. I, I can make Shaft myself and the Pegasus invisible. Well, I suppose that's an option as well. Okay, we'll stay flying high above. Um, if you get in trouble. 
Give us the signal. Chef knows the signal. So, so that's that's a no on the barking. That, that's a big no on the barking stones. You could keep them handy just in case we have need of them. Yes, I think that's a good idea, Shakara. Mia rolls her eyes. I'm just humoring him. <laughs> a quiet a Pegasus on the back of this Pegasus, a quiet whisper. <laughs> I look back at Drag. I go, I gotta get back to the mainland. <laughs> in, in mine and Shakara's Peggy is like, <laughs> oh what an idiot. <laughs> I think it was a brilliant plan. No. So we're on the same page here. <laughs> And that's our show. If you're not already, be sure to follow us at IncorrigiblePar on Twitter, IncorrigibleParty on Instagram and Facebook, and you can go to IncorrigibleParty.com for world lore and PC information, and we've recently started adding some maps there as well. Incorrigible Party is generously sponsored and made possible by Critical Hit Design. For any of your design needs, visit CriticalHitDesign.com. All ambient sound and music is provided by Tabletop Audio, and our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. You can reach him at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. Happy adventuring!